Score North download sign. Declan Goff, Score North Live rolling on right now. Destination Winter St. Paul featuring the Wells Fargo Winter Skate and the Securian Financial Super Slide is open now through February 22nd at CHS Field in St. Paul. The Wells Fargo Winter Skate opens daily at 11 a.m. and the Securian Financial Super Slide is open Thursday through Sunday. For more information, visit scorenorth.com. Keyword winter. Last night, the Timberwolves fell to the Sacramento Kings 109 to 113. Carl Anthony Towns still hasn't won a game since November 26, right around Thanksgiving. Recently, Bullmanny Jones on a high noon uh, had some pretty high points to make about Towns. Tell me a player who, in year five, that you could win a championship by building around whose team is the second worst in the West. I'm not even saying that with him they should necessarily make it to the playoffs, because that might be a lot to ask. But they are 10 and 20 in the games that he plays. So you can't even write this off and blame it entirely on the fact that he's been hurt. They're 10 and 20 when he plays. Why are they not better if he is as good as you say he is? Great question, Bomani Jones. Adrian Wojnarowski had a report that said the Wolves are kicking the tires on D'Angelo Russell. A four-team trade uh, to possibly land the guard. And we're about to get on that right now on Score North Live. Thank you, Declan. On 1500, scorenorth.com and the Score North app. Rami Makloff in the TCL Broadcast Studios along with Matthew Collar, who hosts Purple Daily right here on these airwaves. Scorenorth.com and the Score North app. Weekdays 2 to 4, or if you're using one of those digital outlets, just whenever the hell you damn well please and it fits into your schedule. Like everything else here on Score North, just listen to it whenever you feel like it, but just listen to it. It's and, truly amazing And technology. then subscribe to it. Give us those five-star ratings and raving reviews because our precious egos need them. We thought we'd be in flying cars, but instead you have podcasts. I mean, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. The Score North app, almost a flying car. I'm going to go ahead and say it. The Score North app, almost as good as a flying car. You heard Declan there reference rumors surrounding the Minnesota Timberwolves and the trade deadline approaching, and most of it involves D'Angelo Russell, Adrian Wojnarowski, the latest to put this out there. It says Minnesota orchestrating three-team trade talks with Houston and Atlanta with hopes of ultimately turning discussions into a four-way deal that brings Golden State, D'Angelo Russell, to the uh, Timberwolves. This jives with what the uh, the Ringer was reporting, which is that the Wolves are in hot pursuit of Russell and are searching for assets to put together an offer that is acceptable to the Warriors. Recently, a three-wheel, three-way deal was discussed that would have sent Covington to Houston, Clint Capella to Atlanta, and Brooklyn's 2020 first-round pick from Atlanta to Minnesota, according to multiple sources. And then they would take that first-round pick, flip it along with assets that they already have to go and get D'Angelo Russell from the Golden State Warriors. And there's, there's a lot more reckless speculation out there. I'm going to get into it in the next segment and see which of these trades Matthew and you guys out there might like. But there's definitely fire where all this smoke is because as The Athletic points out, they've had, the Golden State Warriors, that is, have had assistant general manager Mike Dunleavy and consultant Zaza Pachulia in attendance for all four quarters of uh, the last few days' games. Zaza Pachulia yes. is a consultant. And Mike Dunleavy is as well, yes. Boy, it would be hard to miss him walking in. It's like, no one can know I'm here. I'm secretly scouting. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Mike Dunleavy hard, is hard to miss, too. He's like 6'8 himself. So. Pachulia is what, like 7'2"? Among humans, the biggest head in it's the hard for world. either of those guys to hide. But those aren't guys who they send out to like scout ahead of time. They don't have any more games left against the Golden State Warriors. These are definitely guys who are here to see what the Wolves have that they might offer in exchange for D'Angelo Russell. This, there's, like I said, definitely fire where this smoke is. And when... When this rumor first popped up in the offseason, 
when we thought there was no real move to be made because they were so cash-strapped and didn't really have assets that anybody else wanted. But Gerson Rosas came here, and it was clear then that there was there was fire where the smoke was of the D'Angelo Russell rumors, and he was going to try and find a way to get Carl Anthony Towns' buddy and a guy coming off a career year in a Timberwolves uniform and team those guys up for the foreseeable future as the Batman and Robin tandem of the Minnesota Timberwolves. And at the time... I really liked that idea, and I just liked that somebody was coming in here and trying to be creative and trying to do something big to put this Timberwolves team in a better spot than they've, than they've been in, let's be honest, the history of their franchise. Mm-hmm. But since then, we've kind of, at least I've started to come to terms with the idea that Carl Anthony Towns might just not be Batman. I'm going to keep coming back to this analogy. He might not be a Batman. You might need... A, just a better player than him on this Timberwolves squad if you're serious about winning championships in this, in this next handful of years. That's something I really didn't think I'd be saying when this season started, that you just needed a better basketball player than Carl Anthony Towns. But I've sort of come back a little bit on how good a basketball player I really think he is. As Declan pointed out, Carl Anthony Towns hasn't won a basketball game since November. But more than that, I think they need a tone setter and a leader in that locker room and on the floor, and a guy who, when you're blowing a 27-point lead, actually has something to say or actually just tries to do something and take over the game in a way that he definitely can. He has the skills, he has the tools to take over just about any basketball game he wants to unless, like, LeBron is out there on the floor right. or a handful of other right. guys who can't impose their will on Carl Anthony Towns and the Wolves. You need somebody... Who, who is going to set that tone for this basketball team, probably more than you need a good basketball player. You need a leader and a tone setter. And that guy usually, if, if the entire locker room is going to follow him, has to be a pretty damn good basketball player. D'Angelo Russell is a good basketball player. I don't think he's good enough that people are necessarily going to follow him and say that's the guy. And I don't know that he has the tenacity or the attitude or the will to win that we're talking about that you need in that locker room and on the floor right now for the Timberwolves. D'Angelo, the, the the pairing of D'Angelo Russell and Carl Anthony Towns doesn't do a whole lot for me anymore, Matthew. And it doesn't have a lot to do with Russell. This has more to do with Carl Anthony Towns, a guy who you're trying to pair him up with. I guess you, you have to decide as an organization, are you going to do things for the rest of the time Carl Anthony Towns is here to just make Carl Anthony Towns happy? Or do you want Carl Anthony Towns here for the rest of his future? Can you build something different with whatever you would get by trading Carl Anthony Towns? Um, are you kind of, would you be okay with just making him unhappy to the point where he wants to get traded so you can restart again? And, you know, I mean, the Pelicans are restarting around Zion Williamson without Anthony Davis, who was not happy there and wanted to be in LA. And Anthony Davis is way better than Carl Anthony Towns. And they're surviving and their organization is going to move forward with their top draft pick. Um, Williamson looks like a really, really good player, but that's kind of how it always works where it's like, you know, Luka Doncic in Dallas, you got to hit on some of these draft picks. It's always going to be like that. But do you decide in a similar fashion to the way we talk about Kirk Cousins, that this player is really good, but also flawed to the extent where you probably can't win with them anything serious and you need so much talent around them that it's almost impossible to do. So do you try to instead build around somebody else, whoever that next draft pick might be coming up? I don't think that they view it that way. 
I think they view it as Carl Anthony Towns is one of the 10 to 12 best players in the NBA, and that's the type of player you win a championship with. In my mind, Carl Anthony Towns has not done anything to even remotely show that he is one of those players that you could build around. And putting D'Angelo Russell around him, which probably means trading Wiggins, it would kind of have to, right? He hasn't been involved in in any of the rumors that that I've seen so far. Most Hmm. of of this surrounds smaller pieces as well, and probably draft picks are going to have to give up. But most of this surrounds Jared Culver, or not Jared Culver, um, Covington, Robert Covington, Covington, from what I'm seeing. Yeah, yeah, I, I... the guy who came to mind for who might another team want would be someone like Josh Okogie, um, because he's shown some ability and talent, especially on the defensive end, that other teams would find valuable. But I, I don't think that they're going to do that. Uh, so could you build, if you bring in Russell, and let's say somehow you're keeping Wiggins and Carl Anthony Towns and making that work with the salary cap, then you basically can't spend on the rest of the roster, so you have to have your role players be younger guys, I guess. And can you win with these three dominating enough uh, to get you into the playoffs and beating these other good teams? I like D'Angelo Russell more than I like Andrew Wiggins, and I think he's starting to come along. His effective field goal percentage over the last two years has been way up from where it was with the Lakers and his first year with Brooklyn. And so he, you know, he's a near 40% three-point shooter, which you really like. Um, not quite as effective as a two-point shooter. Does take a lot of shots and things like that. Uh, and isn't a huge impact player otherwise. I mean, he gets a good number of assists, but I don't see him as a guy who's you know, just you know, driving an offense exactly. I don't know that that entirely changes the formula and makes you a special team at that point. I think you just... I think you're sort of just changing the formula a little bit to make yourself a little more competitive, but not truly competitive in terms of being a top four seed. As long as LeBron, Anthony Davis, and Kawhi Leonard and uh, Paul George play together, you're probably not winning the West no matter what. But you want to be in that conversation. You want to be, all right, well, you know, these players, LeBron gets a little older here. Eventually, he's not a robot. He'll slip or he'll retire or whatever. And you want to be next up in that conversation. Getting D'Angelo Russell looks to me much more, feels to me much more like we got to keep Carl happy because we want we want to have him here. And Carl obviously gets unhappy about things like not making the All Star game despite losing a million games in a row and being terrible as a team. So you know, with with Carl's enigmaticness, it feels like this would be something where he Dude, was did, saying you have to get me more talent. Did you see his recent? His recent quote about not making the All-Star game yes, and whether or not he thought he was snubbed. Yes. He said, I've become desensitized to being disrespected. I, I just, I, I mean, I've been desensitized to Carl being overrated until everyone finally realized it, like last week when they lost to the Kings. Have you ever heard anybody, and not, not to keep hammering this thing, about the killer mentality or the Mamba mentality, killer instinct, whatever you want to call it. Have you ever heard anybody who had that who just became desensitized to being disrespected? Like, if a, if a guy has that and he thinks he should have made the All-Star game, first of all, you're pissed no matter how many times it happens. And second of all, your response is, I'm going to make you pay attention. If you're not paying attention, damn it, I'm going to make you pay attention because I'm that good. Can we also talk about... He just about, went, nah, I'm used to it. Can we also just talk about living in reality, too? I mean... Carl Anthony Towns has been apologized for his entire career. Well, he's just a rookie. Well, he's just in his second year. 
Well, he's just in his third year. Ah, Jimmy, it was his fault. Jimmy didn't get along with him. That was Jimmy's fault. It wasn't Carl's fault. All Carl needed was Tibbs to go. All Carl needed was his buddy Ryan Saunders. And now it's all Carl needs is D'Angelo Russell. That's the thing. All Carl needs, all Carl needs. And everyone would talk about, oh, he's the next great player. And he's really, look at his effective field goal percentage. Look at all these other things. If he just learns some defense, it'll be great. And like, that's been his whole career is people making excuses for him and saying how great he's going to be someday. And now we've sort of reached someday five years in, like Bomani Jones was talking about, and someday is still not winning basketball games. And, I mean, you could call it killer mentality, or you could call it having any clue how to play defense. He, I saw Jace Frederick tweet out that he is sixth to last in the entire NBA in defensive plus minus. So you're not going to win too many basketball games with a player at a key position like center just bleeding points to the other team. And when you watch, how often do other teams just walk to the basket and finish? It's pretty easy. You don't see that when Utah plays because Rudy Gobert is standing there and it's a lot harder Mm -hmm. to finish at the bucket. And a lot of that is toughness. I mean, part of it is just how hard do you want to try? Defense and rebounding on some level is a choice. Yeah, you know, yeah. you know I mean, what I mean. A lot of it is just effort, You're right? And I know you have to conserve some energy. Hell, LeBron does it sometimes. You, if, if when you're the primary offensive player on a basketball team, you sometimes have to conserve energy on the defensive side of the floor so that you have it on the offensive side of the floor. So I don't expect Carl Anthony Towns to be the greatest defender in the world. And let's be honest, defense in the NBA in 2020 is optional for a lot of guys, but he could definitely play it at a higher level than he is now and still have the energy he he needs on the offensive side of the floor. You're going to win more games if you got a bunch of guys who are pushing it on defense. And we saw that from Toronto. When Toronto played the Wolves, I uh, may have gotten emotional watching Toronto play. Just like... Look at them. Look at them. Look at how hard they try every possession. Look at them moving the basketball. Look at their dedication to defense. Look at how many tips they have. Look how many blocks they have. Look how many screens are set that they go right through. And I mean, this is a team that's just trying. And so when you have your alleged star player who's not really pushing it all the time and who throws a hissy fit most of the game, he spends more energy on hissy fit than he does on actual defense. And, and these are things where you just start to think, I'm not sure it's going to change. All these things were what we were told was going to change. And now we're being told that getting D'Angelo Russell, no, no, that's what we really need. But weren't we told this about Jimmy? Like, oh, Jimmy is all we need. And it was, but Carl and Wiggins drove Jimmy insane and he needed to work his way out. And, oh, yeah, by the way, he dropped 38 last night, beat the 76ers. They're one of the best teams in basketball. And you brought brought up Jimmy a couple times in this segment. Did you guys see, Declan, do we have it, what Ben Simmons said after that game last night? No, when asked why they got run over by Jimmy Butler in the Miami Heat, Ben Simmons said, and I quote, we're soft. And in terms of win shares, Jimmy Butler is 12th in the entire NBA. And that was a criticism that we heard Jimmy Butler was making behind the scenes when he was in the 76ers locker room that they were soft. That was something that we heard Jimmy Butler was saying about this Wolves team when he was here that they were soft. And when I got here in the aftermath of the Jimmy Butler thing, I looked around at Wolves fans, and I went, wait, so you all know that Carl Anthony Towns and Andrew Wiggins have questions about their tenacity, right? And everybody went, yeah. And I went, and you know that this this organization is dysfunctional, right? And they all went, yeah. And I went, and that's exactly what Jimmy Butler is pointing out, right? And they all went, yeah. And I went, and you're, and Jimmy Butler is the one you're mad at? 
How about Jimmy was right? At what point do we step back and say and look at this thing and say Jimmy was right about everything, top to bottom, and he was right about the Bulls being a dysfunctional organization. Say what you want about Jimmy Butler and his tactics when he finds himself in a bad position or surrounded by people who don't want to win as bad as he does, but give me the guy who wants to win more than anybody else. Jimmy has missed the playoffs in his career one time and his team was still above 500 when they did. That's Jimmy, I really enjoyed when he was here, watching him play, because of the level that he brought it to every night. So even when he struggled, even when the team didn't play well, even when they lost, you felt like he was pushing it as hard as he could to try and win that game. And you have not felt that way about this team since Jimmy Butler left. And it's not just that he tries hard. He's really talented. He he's yeah. he switched to playing point guard in Miami just because that's what they needed. And all of a sudden he's playing guard and he's bringing the basketball up the floor and distributing it and getting assists and things like that. Like that's it's kind of the level of star that you need to make you a second-tier competitive team that doesn't have LeBron. And that's what they could have been had he stayed healthy in the playoffs in 2017. But they ran into Houston, and Houston came this close to beating Golden State. But also in that series, they Jimmy was hurt, and they needed Carl Anthony Towns to step up, and he just didn't. And when you're building this larger and larger and larger sample size of somebody showing that they can't be the best player on a team that competes for a championship, maybe the second, maybe even the third best player, because of how much uh, he struggles on the defensive side and has no leadership capabilities whatsoever. So you're saying, all right, well, is D'Angelo Russell going to be that guy? Or would you rather see them do something else in terms of moving on from Carl? And, you know, I think that if you said it a few months ago, it would have sounded super crazy. Like, oh, what are you talking about? Moving on from one of the best offensive big men in the league? If you said it now, it doesn't feel anywhere near as crazy. But I don't think this organization looks at it that way. I think they look at it like, what do we need to do to build around him? In the same way that teams have... I just can't help but make the comparison. Looked at a lot of quarterbacks in the NFL, including Kirk Cousins. Well, you know, he's he's flawed, but we just need to do this, 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 and this. Okay. All of these reports that we've been talking about this this segment relating to the Wolves and, and the trade deadline, they've been like reports based in fact and inside sources, but you know that there is some... Reckless speculation going on, and uh, we will go through that, see what deals we like and don't like. Does Russell and Cat still do anything for you? 651 646 8255 or tweet us at Score North. That's coming up right after this on 1500 Score North.